0: welcome back to the muscle intelligence podcast my name is ben pikulski and i'm host of this podcast this podcast focuses around physical optimization for men over 35 ultimately if you're not a man over 35 this podcast is absolutely still beneficial for you uh we search the world to bring you the world's greatest guests and the world's greatest information ultimately help you decode all of the sea of information out there that sometimes gets confusing and overwhelming i spend my entire life my entire day certainly trying to understand all of the systems ultimately inside the body that come together to form the one bigger system that looks like you it looks like me and uh, help us ultimately look feel and perform our best thank you very much for joining me today we're going to dive into testosterone testosterone replacement therapy the nine things that i think you should be focused on to ultimately optimize your testosterone levels whether you're on testosterone or not there's really about nine things some of them are more impactful than others these are nine really really important things i created a document that it's called an entire program a 30-day program around testosterone optimization i call it max t ultimately there's a lot of things we can and should be doing guys that are going to help us na- naturally optimize testosterone now whether you're someone who takes testosterone exogenously by administration either from your doctor or otherwise you still want to pay attention to these nine things because it's not just about how much you take it's what your body does with what you're consuming or what your body ultimately is able to utilize. I know people who take a very small amount and get an incredible result. I know people who take a large amount and get a terrible result, and this has to do with conversion and receptor site affinity. So, your body can convert its testosterone to estrogen and DHT, and also the receptor site affinity is variable person to person. And I think there's a lot of things that that affect this, a lot of these factors that I'm going to teach you about today will directly affect this. So without further ado, let's get rolling on the nine things in no particular order. Now, again, there's a lot of facts that I want to share with you guys about, you know, shocking facts about testosterone. Testosterone has been dropping by 1% per year since 1982. That means that a 45-year-old man in 1982 had 40% more testosterone than a 45-year-old man today. Now, this is a fact I pulled off of a Harvard review. I don't have the study, but this is a fact that I pulled off a Harvard review paper that is very interesting to hear. Low testosterone levels are found to be associated with increased risk of metabolic diseases, obesity, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. And if you know that those are all uh, the big culprits, those are the, you know, they call it the horsemen of mortality. Those are things that are going to take us out. So low testosterone is actually more correlated with that than high testosterone. Imagine that. Obesity is one of the major causes of low testosterone levels. As you can imagine, stress is number two, and maybe gut health being another one as well. Low levels of testosterone are actually more correlated with all-cause mortality and, and cardiovascular disease. Because I know there's been a lot of uh, propaganda thrown out there about testosterone going, going to cause all these negative uh, effects. The reality is I, I don't think it's true. Again, do I know? What, what it seems to be is too much testosterone can be bad and not enough testosterone is even worse. So I think with testosterone, it's finding that Goldilocks spot. Hypogonadism is found in at least 75% of men who are considered overweight or obese. Hypogonadism is, gonadism is ultimately the underproduction of testosterone. At least 40% of men over 30 have low testosterone levels. And we'll get into the, the idea of should you be taking exogenous testosterone? Or when should you take exogenous testosterone uh, in today's podcast? So uh, one of the final thing that there's two things that vitamin D is very low, very correlated with testosterone levels. Too low vitamin D is very correlated with low testosterone. Uh, Low dopamine is correlated with low testosterone, which means if you're lacking drive, motivation, you can have low testosterone, you may have low testosterone. Depression lowers testosterone, obviously stress lowers testosterone also. So testosterone depression is a two-way street, right? Depression lowers testosterone and low testosterone leads to depression. So again, There's obviously other causes of depression, but those are the primary ones, or that's one of the primary ones. So the nine considerations, or the nine things that are big, big pillars, big rocks when it comes to optimization of testosterone, naturally or otherwise, these are things you must be paying attention to, because if any of these is off, it doesn't matter how much you're taking, your body isn't effective in utilizing. And these are no particular order. Uh, The first one that I liked to to really harp on, because I personally think it's the biggest lever, or certainly one of the three biggest levers, is body fat. Uh, If your body fat is elevated, your body is absolutely going to be converting testosterone into estrogen or DHT, and ultimately, estrogen is going to drive up further accumulation of body fat. So, it's um, definitely something you want to adhere to. And some people say, hey, Ben, should I take more testosterone to drop body fat? In my experience, that doesn't happen. In my experience, it, it doesn't seem to be correlated that by increasing your testosterone levels, body fat naturally goes down. Because if your body fat is high already, the more testosterone you put in, the more your body's going to convert that testosterone into estrogen, which ultimately drives more fat accumulation. I've seen a lot of guys add more testosterone and actually get fatter because they're not addressing the thing that's causing their body to get fatter, which is the body fat to begin with. So just simply putting more testosterone in guys is not the answer. I actually had a guy asking me at the gym yesterday, hey, Ben, what should I be taking to drop body fat? The answer is take your ass to the gym and do, do better workouts or you know, take your ass away from the ice cream containers and the cookies and uh, ultimately lose some body fat, right? And it doesn't have to be complete... Uh, restriction and sacrifice—you can absolutely still eat and, and consume and do all the things you love, and still lose body fat. And you know, a healthy body fat level for men, I would say, is under 15%. And even that, I think, is probably too high. I think in ideal ideal circumstances for men is to be t- to be between 10 and 12%, which, to be honest, is very low. But I think it's naturally where we're meant to be. But in society today, in this you know, quote unquote, inclusive society. It's kind of harsh to say to, to men that hey guys you're supposed to be 12 percent body fat or less and if you're more than that the reality is you're fat and your body's not functioning well the unfortunate reality is fat is not good for you i don't care like, you could be me- mentally very very healthy for sure but fat is not good for you fat is causing things in your body they're bad it's causing inflammation it's causing estrogen it's causing um, some insulin resistance so these are things we just don't want so we definitely need to think about bringing our body fat down so, and again I, down and i i have done in innumerable number of episodes on dropping body fat. So take a look for those episodes. And again, I can dive into that more in the future episodes as well. Dropping your body fat should be your biggest priority because ultimately it's probably your biggest lever period for longevity. If you're fat, your life is going to be uh, shorter. Anyways, I won't get into too much uh, there on that. Again, take action, guys. Don't waste time. Second one. I think this one, again, not in any particular order, but at the same time, this may be, this is one of the top three in my opinion as well, is inflammation. Inflammation is at the root of practically all known health conditions. So you may or may not know your your inflammation is often your body's natural defense system when you know, something, whether it be a foreign invader or something stressful happens. So your body's ultimately using this immune system to attack and produce these inflammatory responses. Now that could be a result of excess food. That could be a result of mental stress. That could be a result of toxins. That could be a result of any number of things. Even exercise is inflammatory to the body in an acute way and and sometimes in a positive way. So we look at things like insulin resistance and poor sleep and and psychological stress, poor digestion, leaky gut, uh, alcohol, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, all these things are ultimately uh, leading to increased inflammation. Inflammation damages the arteries. It can lead to diabetes, arthritis, IBS, Crohn's disease, so many things So you got to pay attention to your inflammation. I've got tons of research here that I've pulled as a reference in this max testosterone guide or program that I put together to help you ultimately optimize tea. Bother sharing the research studies with you, but I've got a long list of them. Hey, everybody. Just a quick interruption to this podcast from a message from our sponsors. Our sponsor today is Organifi. You guys have heard me talking about Organifi green and red for a long time. I've been drinking it every day. Typically, it's been post-workout lately. And sometimes I even bring the red intra workout to increase my pumps and just give me a little bit of sugar that I need to keep that high performance going. Allows me to recover effectively and just make sure I cover my bases. Organified greens and reds are dehydrated, high quality vegetables and superfoods and fruits that ultimately allow you to get access to all the nutrients your body needs to thrive. Organified juice and adaptogenic blend powders, as well as supplements to support immunity digestion, and detoxification. Uh, Organifi is 100% organic and offers something for, truly for everyone. They're clinically proven adaptogenic ingredients. Um, are, uh, they taste amazing and incredibly effective. So head over to Organifi.com muscle. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com muscle to get hooked up with 20% off your order. That's everything store-wide. Whether you get the greens, the reds, the gold, the proteins, they've also got some delicious proteins that I suggest you check out as well. But at very least, if you're going to choose one or choose two, definitely, definitely, definitely grab the greens and the reds. And uh, if you're feeling adventurous, go ahead and grab their gold, which I promise you will not regret. Uh, Organify.com slash muscle. Back to the show. Uh, third one, and again, these top three I would say are most important. I think, I think, and, and again, I don't have a measuring stick, but in my experience, these are the first three that I want to address. Third one, sleep. If you're not sleeping well, your inflammation is going to be elevated. Your insulin, your body's going to be insulin resistant. So your insulin resistance is going to be elevated, and your body's, your your hunger, your appetite are all going to be dysregulated. Uh, absolutely, start paying attention to your sleep. And sleep, guys, is I've done numerous episodes on this one as well, but sleep is. All well, these things, that's quite simple. It's not easy, but it's quite simple. Get up in the morning at the same time every day, get outside as quickly as you can and get natural light in your eyes for 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, ideally watching the sunrise, walking toward the sunrise, not looking directly at the sunrise. At the end of the day, watch the sunset, walk toward the sunset. There's a lot happening at the level of the brain that tells your body to be awake and, and to be asleep when exposed to these type of light cycles. Now, the other thing is after that sunset, you don't want to be consuming any more food. You don't want to be consuming huge amounts of light. So that those things can directly negatively implicate in your sleep as well. I know some people who live in the north in the winter, they're like, Hey man, you know, it's like it go sun goes down very early. Like I get it. And Maybe we do something that I call reverse fasting, right? Everyone's really big on this intermittent fasting thing right now, which is no harm, no, no foul, do as you wish. But in my opinion, it seems to throw off a lot of people's circadian rhythms because food is a big stimulus to our sleep cycles. So if I eat later in the day, my body wants to be more awake or tends to be more awake, All those organ systems that are necessary to digest the food, those things are working while the rest of the body's trying to shut down. And that ends up causing dysregulation in the systems or disharmony in the systems. So I won't spend an enormous amount of time giving you guys um, a lot on sleep, but rest assured sleep is a big, big lever. Um, the fourth lever I wanna throw at you is stress. Because now stress is huge. chronically elevated cortisol and adrenaline. So stress is this generic response, this generalized response to any number of things, right? It could be psychological stress, financial stress, physical stress, chemical stress. All these things are stressors. And if your stress is exceeding what your body is capable of adapting to, you will be overly stressed. And stress is normal. Stress is a normal part of life and we shouldn't ask for maybe less stress, we should Train our body to be more capable of adapting to stress. So, we think we call it adaptive capacity. There's four different areas that I talk about as far as this adaptive capacity this physical capacity, metabolic capacity, physiological, and psychological capacity. I do have podcasts coming out soon if I haven't already launched them on that specifically. Now, stress is incredible testosterone killer because cortisol and testosterone uh, work at odds with each other as testosterone, because cortisol is up testosterone tends to be down. They tend to be competitive for cholesterol. And if if your cortisol is chronically elevated, your testosterone tends to be low. Environmental estrogens is a really big one, maybe bigger than it's ever been, certainly bigger than it's ever been. These quote-unquote xenoestrogens are foreign chemicals that act like estrogen and bind to the estrogen receptors in the body. They disrupt the endocrine system, which is your hormone system. Uh, ultimately they can lead to disease and accumulation of fat tissue and infertility in many humans and, and, and animals. So these are very, very toxic compounds that when uh, overconsumed, they accumulate in your tissues. They accumulate in your fat tissue and your body just holds on. to them. They're, they're these toxins that just accumulate in the body. So some things that you may want to consider eliminating are plastics, hard and soft, Teflon pens, cleaning products, scented candles, perfumes, makeups, Uh, Tap water, uh, grains, grain fed meats, pesticides like glyphosate and atrazine. These are killing your testosterone. And also, they're making strong men weak and fat and lazy because they're ultimately sapping you of your masculinity. All right, moving along, we're going to talk about movement and intense training. I group those together because the list gets too long. If you're not doing something physically active every day, period, your testosterone is going to tank because your body's not optimizing its insulin sensitivity. And building your physical capacity to where you can do things that are actually hard. The reference I always like to use is like, could you sprint 100 meters like hard? And a lot of people would say, well, I could, but you know, I'd probably be really sore afterwards. I wouldn't be able to do it again. Well, you have a low physical capability or could you squat your body weight for 10 reps or two times your body weight for a few reps uh, or bench press or deadlift? Like, those are, those are like, examples of physical capability. And as we age, I always use the reference of the walls closing in around us. Right, Regardless of what your age is right now, you're getting older. You're older today than you were yesterday. And if you're not intentionally taking diligent action every day to ultimately improve these four areas of resiliency that I just mentioned, the walls are going to continue to close around. And eventually, you're not going to be able to do the things you should be able to do. It'll be much harder. Everything is going to become more difficult. right? And many men who are over 35 will acknowledge even now. Well, the things you can do now are maybe different than what you could do ten years ago or twenty years ago, and that's literally this this walls closing in around you phenomenon, and that's not an inevitability of aging. It's simply an inevitability if you don't take diligent action while aging. So pay attention, allow your body to get strong, and that means being strong. That means building muscle. That means ultimately improving your aerobic and anaerobic function, improving your mobility and stability, and your end range control of all movements. So guys, if you want to improve testosterone, you got to train hard and listen. Training hard is only one lever, right? Training smart has to always precede training hard. What does training smart mean? It means quality movement based on what my body is currently capable of doing and choosing the right exercises for me based on what, I, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, intentionally trying to build those things up that maybe I'm not great at. So thinking through those. Moving along, I briefly mentioned insulin resistance as a negative effect of not moving enough. And insulin resistance is an incredibly impactful a side effect of deteriorating health. And if your body is, and this this is also correlated with a term called metabolic flexibility. And if your body becomes metabolically inflexible or ultimately insulin insulin resistant, your body will become inflamed. Usually they go hand in hand, inflammation, insulin resistance. And ultimately your body will tend to hoard body fat. It will tend to use carbohydrates as fuel kind of perpetually and not want it to happen to store body fat. So we have to be aware of insulin resistance and how well our body uses insulin insulin and carbohydrate. Now, the single biggest lever against insulin resistance by far is exercise and mitochondrial function. Um, so, we need to be doing the types of exercise that ultimately improve insulin signaling and allow the body to lower levels of insulin chronically. Now, my suggestion for 30 days, and I, I make most people who come into my program do 30 days of low-carb dieting, low or no-carb dieting, depending how insulin resistant you are, uh, guys, if you want to improve your testosterone, 30 days of you know somewhere between ketogenic carnivore and low-carb dieting is incredibly impactful for improving your body's insulin signaling, but it doesn't work on its own. You have to also be doing the training that improves your mitochondrial function. If you have poor mitochondrial function, everything else starts to fall down. The mitochondria are these incredibly powerful uh, organelles in the system that uh, seem to impact Everything from inflammation to oxidative stress to insulin resistance and nutrient utilization to just daily energy. So if you don't have enough energy to do all the stuff you need to do in a day or want to do in a day, and you require multiple cups of coffee or stimulants or etc., your mitochondria are just diminishing. If you wake up in the morning and you have less energy now than you did when you were 21, your mitochondrial mitochondrial function is degrading, and you should absolutely be taking action every day. Now what does the action look like? It means starting with low intensity cardio, like get some good quality zone two work in, and so in two, it could be three to six to 10 hours a week, right? Even if it's 10 hours of walking or 10 hours of cycling, like low-intensity stuff where you can do it with your mouth closed and be able to walk, the hardest you can work with your mouth closed and be able to talk is ultimately you know, maybe one of the most impactful things for mitochondrial function and then progressing from there to doing things that are more high-intensity in nature, which are you know, well beyond your VOT max. You want to bring that VOT max up as well. So another reason why your testosterone is low is low-dopamine. And dopamine is, and testosterone are this two-way street. And, and dopamine is the neurotransmitter of pursuit. So when you uh, set and accomplish goals, when you accumulate things, when you when you move toward things outside of yourself, your brain gets dopamine. That feels good. And dopamine sometimes in our current culture comes from places of um, hedonism, it comes from food, it comes from social media, it comes from pornography, it comes from drugs. Um, those are all not good places to get dopamine because ultimately they're just right there. They don't require any movement. They don't require any progress. So ultimately you're just getting all these big spurts of dopamine. And you don't need to go looking for any, for them anywhere else. When you go out and pursue something, you, you, and the bigger the goal, the longer it's gonna take you to get it, the bigger the reward, the bigger the psychological dopamine. So you know people who are super successful and super confident, this ultimately in my mind comes from because they set high, hard goals, things outside of themselves and maybe four years off in the future, or 10 years off in the future, and imagine how crazy and great you feel when you get it. Like, yes, I did it. Rather than sitting my ass on the couch and watching television and saying, oh, I get dopamine immediately or I turn on the, the TV and I watch pornography. Well, those things are going to give me dopamine immediately, but they're going to prevent me from wanting to go get the dopamine. That discomfort you feel, that absence of pleasure you feel when you sit down is a really good thing because it's supposed to motivate you to get off your ass and go get something outside of yourself, right? Humans are hunters. We're meant to move toward things. If you're not moving toward things because life is curated in such a way, every single thing you want is at the end of your fingertips and your phone. you become ultimately someone who's going to have the absence of dopamine and therefore the absence of testosterone. So guys, set goals for yourself. Do hard shit. If you haven't already read the book, The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter, the premise behind it is we're just too comfortable. Set things, set goals outside of yourself that are incredibly hard for you to do at least once a year. Take a week and go ahead and do them. And you'd have to train for them. That's to be so hard that you'll train for them all year. It allows us to not diminish as men or as humans. Now, the next two are maybe a little less uh, known, but still massively impactful. Low cellular voltage is something that I say to my clients, like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, or at least you will not want to say it, that we're electrical beings. Every cell has a charge. We require this this cellular potential, this action potential, to fire the nervous system, to for the for the cell to ultimately function, to do its its job. And as we start to lose that cellular voltage, the cell starts to become dysfunctional. Now, I'm not an expert in biophysics, which is ultimately what this is, by any stretch. I've read a couple of books, but I'm far from an expert. And the reality is, I don't know if there's a lot of people on the planet right now that are experts, certainly not in the fitness space. But the concept of maintaining cellular voltage should be one that you pay attention to. And it's not I mean, sure, it's incredibly complex, but it's not hard to know the action items, we'll say that. So there's certain things that directly impact cellular voltage. What are they? Spending time in nature, the movement, food, connection to other humans, connection to nature, potentially even PEMF, pul- pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. These things uh, ultimately allow your body to resonate at its, its natural frequency, which is suggested to be this Schumann frequency same resonance as the earth. And as your body diverges from Schumann, you start to move toward potential illness or disease. Now, it's my understanding that the the optimal charge for the cells in the human body is negative 70 millivolts. And as you start to lose that negative charge, meaning you go negative 50, negative 40, negative 30, you start to lose the ability to optimize the cellular function. So how do we then bring that back? Well, uh, if you remember way back, I did a podcast with a gentleman by the name of Gerald Pollock. Dr. Joe Pollack. He's a genius when it comes to cellular voltage and and how water actually impacts uh, cellular voltage. This so-called structured water or easy water exclusion zone water allows the body to maintain this negative charge. And if you want to go back and listen to that podcast I did with Dr. Pollack, it's incredibly impactful, incredibly useful. Where it teaches us about how this easy water excludes the negatively charged electrons. They maintain a uh, a um, sheath, we'll say, around the outside of the cell or a perimeter around the outside of a cell of negatively charged electrons that maintain that cell's charge. And if, those, if that structured water starts to diminish, you start to lose this charge, that cell starts to become dysfunctional and you get misful of the proteins and things like cancer can accumulate. Um, so paying attention to cellular voltage is important. So what are some action items immediately? Get out in the sun every day. We are electrical beings that need the sun to charge us. Imagine you're a battery. The, char- the sun in, in nature charge you up movement charges you up. When my kids get sick, do you know what the first thing I do with them? I say, hey, kids, go take this pill. No, never. What do I say? Let's go outside and go for a walk. Let's go to the beach. Let's lay on the grass. right? Let's connect to nature. You know that what they do? Within hours, they're feeling better. They're literally gathering electrons from the earth. Maybe it's some um, sounds. Um, maybe it's the light spectrums. right? Maybe infrared light is another way to think about voltage. All right. And the final one, before I get into some frequently asked questions, is vitamin and mineral deficiencies. These are very common in people. And and while these are seemingly a small lever, they could be a significant one. If you're lacking magnesium, if you're lacking zinc, particularly minerals, if you're lacking B B vitamins, vitamin D, all these are incredibly highly correlated with testosterone. So if you're missing these, your testosterone will naturally be low. So gents, I'm going to run through these again as a refresher for you. First one is body fat. Then we talk about inflammation. We talk about sleep. We talk about movement and high-intensity exercise. We talked about environmental estrogens, we talked about stress. We talked about insulin resistance, dopamine, cellular voltage, and vitamin and mineral deficiencies. So there's a lot there. There's lots unpacked. But um, if you haven't already, go ahead and write all those down. Write them down and ask yourself, well, how am I doing in each of these areas? And do I have something in my life right now that allows me to directly impact these areas? These are your impact areas. Your high impact areas. So if you're not directly doing something all the time, or maybe you're, you're deficient in one of these areas, or maybe you didn't even know it was a thing. You know, you may not have realized that xenoestrogens from plastics and makeup and 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 uh, perfumes are ultimately acu- helping you accumulate fat or causing you to accumulate fat and dropping your testosterone. So, if you're look, looking to take exogenous testosterone in the form of testosterone replacement therapy, or ultimately optimize your natural levels, here's the lifestyle interventions you must optimize first. Think through it, take action, write them down right now, and don't sit on your hands and not do anything. So I'm looking at a 32-page document that I've created here on the all the areas that we want to ultimately take action on. All the action items, I think I've covered all of them for you. Yeah, I've got a workout program in there. There's a 30-day program that I call Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. We are parasympathetic days. This Is this is huge? What's a parasympathetic day? An entire day of the week where you disconnect from technology. You turn your phone off, you turn your TV off, you get your butt outside, you do things that charge your soul. You wake up in the morning, you meditate, maybe you do some breath work, you make love, you go to you go to nature, you move, you hike, you cycle, you go to the beach, you do anything that means I'm not in my car and I'm not on my phone and I'm not on my computer. Whatever charge, whatever fuels your soul, right? Get away from from um, electronics. One day a week is my suggestion if you want to optimize testosterone. Actually, there's some weeks, that's toward the end, where there's two parasympathetic days. So if you ever gone on vacation and come back and felt like, even if it was first single day, you'd be like, gosh, it feels like it's been so long since I did work. I experience that every weekend. I take a day completely where I don't touch my phone or my technology. I don't respond to calls. So that's um, something I suggest everyone do. So I didn't touch too much on nutrition. So obviously if you're dropping body fat, nutrition's a big lever. What is the optimal nutrition for uh, testosterone optimization? Well, the reality is you're going to need a high amount of, t- of protein. You're going to want uh, fiber in the form of vegetables. Actually, research suggests that you want some carbohydrate as well. So we don't want to have the absence of carbohydrate. So while I suggest a low carbohydrate diet or even a no carbohydrate diet, for many people for the first 30 days to optimize insulin sensitivity, we don't maintain that forever. We actually start introducing a cyclical carbohydrate diet, whereby during the week, maybe you do low carbohydrate or like low de- enough to fuel your training. And on non-training days, we go no carbohydrate. We want to have the body's ability to kind of drop the the um, body fat and ultimately improve insulin sensitivity. Now it's sure, it's, it's certain that uh, excessive amounts of calories, regardless of where they come from, can actually cause insulin resistance and inflammation. So we can't overeat um, regardless if it's, if it's high quality food or not. We have to make sure it's we're somewhere in the caloric range that we're burning or maybe slightly above or slightly below, depending on your goals. Um, Protein should almost always be from animal products. It should actually be from products that are um, that require some work, require some chewing, like you know, the difference between chewing a steak versus chewing a burger or a protein shake, is very different. And the actual act of chewing and developing the muscles of your jaw has been shown to be correlated with increased testosterone. You notice people, if you ever, if you ever look at a human who's got like a square jaw, you know right off the bat that person's got high testosterone levels right? People have a really defined jawline. People have a very squat, a square jaw. Um, there's a lot of correlation there with between that and high testosterone levels. So oftentimes, those people will be super lean and uh, often they look very healthy because their testosterone is very, very elevated. As far as quality of fats, again, the basic stuff, right? Don't take in really low quality industrial fats. Avoid the things like the, the omega-6s, which is seed oils and canola oil, and corn oil, and grapeseed, all that stuff. Get rid of that stuff. It's poison. Don't consume it. Again, I don't want to be so dramatic to say it's poison, but in general, it's already in the foods you're eating if you're eating any processed foods. So avoid as much as you can. Don't add it to your food, certainly. We want to prioritize fats like olive oil, animal fats, butter, ghee, lard, coconut oil, maybe some avocados, some nuts and seeds are great there as well. Oh, I've got a long list of supplements here. I can give you a suggestion for protocol that I put together based on what I know. So first there's what I call foundational supplements or daily supplements. And there's what I have on here, six things that I think everyone should be taking daily if testosterone optimization is your goal. So actually the protocol I have in here, I actually spell it exactly. Do this much for 10 days, do this much for 10 days, do this much for 10 days the amounts are variable so on today's podcast i won't tell you the amounts but i'll tell you what supplements i think you should be taking so first i think everyone should be taking magnesium vitamin d and i always combine d and k2 for innumerable reasons vitamin d and k2 when you take them together um, vitamin k2 make sure the uh, vitamin d is going where it's supposed to go make sure the calcium is going where it's supposed to go into the bones and not being deposited on your arterial walls vitamin b fish oil and trace mineral supplement. I take the one Quinton, it's spelled Quinton, but they pronounce it Quinton. And that that's my kind of foundational day-to-day supplements. I think those are pretty safe for everybody to take for the most part, right? So again, I'll, I'll repeat those. It's magnesium, and there's multiple different sources of magnesium. I, I would suggest malate or glycinate It's just a day-to-day magnesium, vitamin D and K2, vitamin B, um, trace minerals, and omega-3s. And you could also add vitamin C on that list, but most humans take vitamin C already. And those are those are foundational. Those are not necessarily directly going to impact your testosterone, but if you're not taking those, um, start and because nothing. It's always like think of a pyramid. Supplements are the, are like the kind of the peak of the pyramid or the icing on the cake. If you're not doing the foundational lifestyle and basic stuff, the top stuff doesn't work. All right, so then I've got six supplements that I suggest for testosterone um, optimization. So the first two are simply minerals: zinc and boron. Zinc. Again, I have a very specific protocol here that I run for 30 days. Boron, again, same idea. Variable dosages based on person. And there's four supplements that are very, I should say, five supplements that are very highly correlated with increasing testosterone. I'm sure there's a bunch that I don't know or that aren't on this list, but these are the five that I seem to be most useful for me. First one is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is a really good way to balance out cortisol and stress. We take 750 milligrams in the evening. That tends to be a really good one that you feel, you actually feel different when you take that. Then the other four, fedosia agrestis, Um, Tomcat Ali, Shilajit, and DHEA. Now, Shilajit is one of these that's a little controversial. Some people think it's just miraculous, and some people think it doesn't do anything. Um, I've seen some pretty decent results with my clients on Shilajit, and that's S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T, Shilajit. And uh, those supplements are directly correlated with increased natural testosterone. But you gotta be healthy enough for testosterone. You gotta have your managed stress, you gotta have your sleep in place, you gotta have your inflammation and some resistance in place, your daily movement. Otherwise, nothing works. I've also got a list of supplements here for stress, for nitric oxide production, which is ultimately for your penis to work and your muscles to get pumped. Um, we got the ultimate sleep stack. We've got the ultimate brain stack. And we got the max T sleep, max T stress. I've got all your interventions in this document as well. 32 pages of testosterone optimization. that's going to be available for sale. So I've got a few more questions here that came in from my team, and also um, from some listeners. So when should someone consider making the transition to TRT, and why? The way I, I, the reality is, I try to dissuade everyone from taking TRT until you're you're 100% certain that you're willing to do it for the rest of your life. From my experience, it's very hard to to go on testosterone and go off. If you've been on for any extended period of time, if you're on for three months or, or maybe six months, you're, you're fine. Um, you can go off and your body's natural will come back. But in general, if you've been on for a long time and you're over four years old, uh, or if you've been on for any amount of time and you're four years old, the likelihood of it coming back after taking testosterone is, is less. So the younger you are, the more likely it'll come back. For, for most people, it's like, if you're not going to accept the fact that you're going to be on testosterone for the rest of your life, which is you know one to three needles a week, um, don't do it. You could also do uh, creams. I'll talk about that in another question. And the question is also when should people consider the tra- making the transition to your tea? And when your tea, when your tea is low and it's impacting your quality of life, what, guys, what you don't realize is your life should feel great. You should feel vital. You should feel energized. You should feel rejuvenated after you sleep. You should feel excited to exercise, excited to have sex, excited to pursue your goals and your dreams. And if you don't, your tea is low, very likely. Could be because you're fat. Could be because you're stressed. Could be because you're not sleeping well. But ultimately, you got to fix it. you got to take action and change it. Otherwise, you know, you, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. So take action for yourself. Find a great doctor, which, believe me, is not easy. There's not a lot of them. There's a lot of doctors, not a lot of great ones. And now, that's not a shot of doctors. I'm speaking specifically to people in the TRT space. There's a lot of these clinics that just open up because they're trying to become conveyor belts for pumping out testosterone. And I think the FDA is cracking down on that. So find a good doctor who actually cares about your well-being, not just prescribing you a hormone. How do you transition off testosterone? So, if you've been on testosterone, you've been on a cycle, you know, almost for many years, actually, I'll talk about this a little bit. So, for 15 years, I took steroids on and off. Luckily for myself, I was very health conscious. I was always, and that's not to say I didn't take significant amounts, because I did, not, and it isn't egregious like some of the things I hear on the internet, but I did take significant amounts, preparing for the Arnold Classic, preparing for the Olympia. My, there is no joke that my, my cycles were, and I've been able to transition off, or I tried to transition off for 18 months, I took nothing. My testosterone was naturally very low. It wasn't coming back. I had some, but it wasn't very high. So I just naturally, I, I've migrated back to taking about 200 milligrams a week, but 150 to 200 milligrams a week is a good place for me. And I i dose that over three administrations per week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do, you know, 50 to 60 milligrams approximately. I do that subcutaneously and so just don't forget. And you feel so, I feel so different, so much better I when I do as when I don't. But as far as like going from being on to off, um you know, there's, post-psychotherapy, things like HCG, HMG, uh, Clomid, and all these supplements that I've just mentioned. Uh, in my experience, they work temporarily. We had an amazing conversation with Doreen Saltiel, Dr. Doreen Saltiel. She's awesome. She We talked about how to transition, what, how to use Clomid, how to use HCG. We'll link to that in the show notes. And you guys can search Dr. Doreen Saltiel on the Muscle Intelligence Podcast, check that out. The next question is, gels, pellets, or injections? What's the difference in effectiveness? How to have these conversations with your physician? Gels, pellets, uh, injections. Someone actually asked me yesterday about a, a, a nasal healing testosterone. I've never heard of this before. Watch, I'm not a big fan of putting anything up your nose, so I don't think that's a good idea. So gels, pellets, and injections. Gels are typically things you rub in your body, sometimes you rub on your testicles. I've heard some of my guys say they love it and personally I never tried it. I just hate the idea of having to rub gels on my body. just feels like not a good idea. Pellets, I know uh, from ex- not experience, but from other clients that they work great for a really short amount of time. And then they, they don't, they're very unpredictable. So I dissuade everyone I can from using pellets. Uh, injections is the simplest way, or at least maybe the most um, controllable way. Unfortunately, you do have to inject the needle, but use a small needle and you go subcutaneous three times a week. It's relatively painless. Um, that would be my suggestion. And I could talk to your doctor. You don't use my advice as medical advice ever, but in general, if you're gonna use testosterone, it seems like injections currently are, are the best way to go. Difference in effectiveness. I like testosterone because I can control it. I can control when I do it, how much you do. I'm talking about not injections Um, if it's topical, I don't know how much my body is, is taking in. I could have, you know, for incredible ability to take it in. I could have a poor ability to take it in with pellets. How do I know how much is being released and when it's gonna be unpredictable. I'm all about predictability. How to have a conversation with your physician. Just be honest. Like, right, what are you experiencing? So, you know, is is your sex drive low? Is your performance low? Um, Do you feel like you're adding body fat and losing muscle? Do you feel like you're losing your drive for life? Like, all those are very common effects of testosterone, of low testosterone. Negative side effects. Now, I don't want to paint a picture of testosterone being a panacea of perfect health. I also want to make you aware that all the bullshit that gets portrayed in the media is the same like everything else you get in the media, It's just propaganda and bullshit. So my suggestion to you is all those preconceived notions that most people have around steroids are bad, steroids are this, steroids are going to kill you, they're going to cause heart disease. Open up your mind for a moment and realize, maybe just entertain the possibility that that's manipulation and propaganda to perpetuate who knows. Listen, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of, of scarcity or, or scare tactics in children as well, right? Like, scare the shit out of 15-year-old boys to not do steroids, great idea. Because they don't understand. They're not smart enough to make a decision, right? They don't know all the criteria with which to make a decision. So as an adult, you're like, yeah, I can factor in all these things. I know what the potential downside is. I know what the potential upside is. I can make that decision. Um, they should definitely dissuade 15-year-old boys and 17-year-old boys and 21-year-old boys from, from maybe not 20, but like from doing this stuff, just like alcohol. But as an adult, if you can make a decision to, to walk into a, a, a liquor store or a grocery store and purchase alcohol, I can't possibly see how testosterone is in any way worse. So if you're someone sitting at home who drinks alcohol, or maybe you smoke cannabis, or maybe you smoke tobacco, or maybe you use recreational drugs, and you're in some way condemning someone who uses testosterone, think about that for a minute. Just It's exclusively your preconceived beliefs that have been put there by some bullshit on the media that are not true. Ironically, Joe Biden is the one who... Um, created the laws against steroids and sports. I think it's incredibly ironic. It was laying the foundation for what was to come. <laughs> so my, my suggestion to you is you open your mind. It seems as though in my experience, uh, if you balance hormones correctly with a doctor, managing your, your level and testing it often, the negative side effects seem to be very low, very little, obviously an excess of anything is going to be very bad. If you drink an excess of water, you can die. But testosterone in general seems to only have positive side effects in my personal experience. Yeah, and again, do we? Are we going to shorten our lives? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I know that lower testosterone is going your life more than high testosterone. So again, you guys make that decision. <laughs> One of the questions is who's on the most ever? I don't know. I don't know. But there's some guys out there spoken about what they take which just blew my mind you know for me stepping on the mr olympia stage i thought i was doing a lot you know like more than i would ever now um but some of these kids on the internet who are just clueless are uh, they like oh, i'm going to take this because i think this is what you know ex-bodybuilder that i aspired used to take i remember there was a rumor actually going around that i would drink bottles of Winstrol. which is a steroid that makes you androgen it makes you a little more masculine, a little bit more muscular, maybe a little stronger, a little faster. There was a rumor going around that I was drinking these things. I was like, "Who starts the stupidity?" Anyways, so who's on the most ever? I have no idea. But guys, you know this. This is a a message for any young aspiring bodybuilder out there. You can do so much less than you think and get an incredible result. And I think I did a fraction of what all my competitors, many of my competitors, do. I have no idea what all my competitors do but relative to what I see being put out there, you, you can do a fraction of it and still make incredible progress. But here's why people choose to use more. You're lazy, right? The reality is you're like, I gotta go really fast. Well, are you checking every single box? Are you training correctly? Not just every rep, but every inch of every rep? Are you sleep, sleeping well? Are you optimizing your sleep? Are you, is your nutrition bang on? Is your sleep? Are you stress managed? Are you, are you doing breath work? Now, what are the things you're doing that are ultimately getting accelerated recovery? Again, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say don't do it, but I try to dissuade every young person from doing it. Uh, Don't start. Your testosterone naturally is probably going to be high enough. And it's not high enough naturally. Lose some fat, lose some fat, fix your lifestyle. And they do, it doesn't prove. So I don't know who's done most ever. Good question, though. I like that one. Um, So, guys, at, at the risk of rambling on, I'm going to cut this podcast right here and. Just a quick message from our sponsor for today's show, Paleo Valley. Our friends over at Paleo Valley keep knocking it out of the park these incredible products. They actually just sent me a box of their incredible meat sticks and protein bars because they know I love those delicious things. My kids enjoy them. When we go to the park, when we travel, when we're playing sports, it's a great thing to just throw into our bag and ensure we always have access to a healthy snack. They have incredible flavors, really high quality ingredients. Ultimately, when you refuse to cut corners, and you can ultimately provide the best quality nutrition for your body, for your family's body. Paleo Valley is an incredible resource for you to check out. Head over to paleovalley.com to get hooked up with 15% off. That's paleovalley.com, paleovalle com slash muscle. Get hooked up with 15% off. Support our sponsors because they're incredible products that I've vetted myself and I love, and I think you will too. Ladies and gents, thank you for being here. Hopefully, I have provided some valuable info for you to apply and ultimately start to understand whether or not testosterone is a good idea, and ultimately, whether you're going to take it or not. Let's all optimize our lives together. Ben Bukowski for the Muscle Intelligence Podcast, the Muscle Intelligence Family. Thanks for being here. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that now on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And if you wanted to leave us a review, I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you have to say about me, but the podcast how I can support you ultimately live your greatest life in the body. Love, peace. Thanks for listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. For full episode guides with important takeaways and bonus resources, head over to muscleintelligence.com learn. If you enjoy the show and find value in the content, please subscribe, share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who would benefit from this content. Leave us a review and support our sponsors. You can see the full list of show sponsors, discounts and get exclusive Muscle Intelligence deals at muscleintelligence.com/resources. To join our private community and get VIP access to my master classes, upcoming muscle camps and other resources that we don't post anywhere else, head to muscleintelligence.com/community. Most of all, thank you very much for your trust, for your time, and most importantly, for supporting health and fitness in this world. Enjoy your day. I look forward to seeing you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode.